the What True Next podcast helps you build a TBR of future favorite books. In each episode, Lori and Maine interviews authors and book influencers to recommend books they loved for you to pick up today. If you're an avid reader or always looking for your next great read, then the show's for you. Hi, Alex. Welcome to What True Next podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very happy to be here. So happy to have you here. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so I am from Austin, Texas. This is where I was born and raised. Um, I and I live here currently. I went to school in Memphis, Tennessee at Rhodes College and studied creative writing. And after college, I sort of dipped my toes into the writing editing industry. I started out as a copywriter for a very, very boring government job. And then I pivoted to romance book editing, which was needless to say, much more exciting than working for the government. (laughs) Um, And then I, in that job, I sort of started uh, writing my own books and then the rest is history. And so now I'm a full-time writer writing my books. Okay, so we got to talk about romance book editing. How did you get into it? And what were some of the... What are some of the unique aspects? I'm a romance reader. Like mm-hmm. this is like a lifelong passion of mine that I discovered like four years ago, but six years ago, actually. Nice. Uh, yeah. But, you know, what are some unique things about romance that, you know, that you discover by editing, you know? So, so um, <laughs> the, when I say romance publisher, that is a slight euphemism for erotica, just so people know <laughs> just kind of <laughs> what we're talking about here. Um, But yeah, I got into it. I got in as a copy editor because I was just looking for like any job that I was qualified for. And the only thing I was qualified for was like, you know, fixing periods and commas and, you know, sentence structure. So I started as a copy editor. And then after, I don't know, a few months, they were like, okay, you're, you can go come on as like a content editor, a book editor. So, I mean, I loved it. Like I, I loved it and I didn't love it for other reasons, but I loved it because literally like part of my job was like, you know, you need more sexual tension, like built up to this like steamy scene, you know, (laughs) and like, who can say that they, you know, do that for their job. So yeah, I mean, my favorite, I, I, to be honest with we, we pumped out so many books, so I can't remember all the titles, but my favorite was about this Amish vampire colony. So it was like, and like my boss was like, I wonder why, cause like it was getting some like good traction. And I was like, yeah, it's so good. And my boss was like, I wonder why, um, like why it's doing so well. And I was like, well, I think it's because it's kind of like double forbidden. like." Because like vampires and humans, you know, they you, they can never like fall in love because of like the obvious, like one of them's gonna kill you. <laughs> and then also, I guess there there was like the Amish aspect of it, so there was some forbidden romance in that as well. So anyway, it was a very fun, very fun job, 
very fun day job for me. <laughs> that sounds like a fun day job to look at it. And, you know, it's different to read it for a job than to read it for pleasure. But yeah. I think it's something to just like to appreciate, like, you know, it's a fun story to have, you know, <laughs> who yeah. knew that Amish vampires yeah. <laughs> will yeah. gain some traction. <laughs> yeah. And it's so funny because now I have like, a, I love romance novels, but I have a very small tolerance level. Like, I can only read like one every few months because I can't, it's like too much for me. I get like, I get flashbacks. Yeah. Awesome. So let's chat about your writing. Let's talk about the truth about Ben and June. Tell us the elevator pitch. Yeah. So my novel, Truth About Ben and June, is about this married couple, Ben and June, of course. Um, they are in their early 30s and they are, have just had their first baby together. Mm-hmm. And they're really struggling with new parenthood. So one morning, Ben wakes up and he discovers that June is missing. And so is her suitcase. So he starts doing everything he can to figure out where June went and why she left. And the more he uncovers about his wife, the more he realizes just how absent he's really been from their life together. And also just how little he knows what is going on in his wife's day-to-day life. Mm -hmm. So as you can probably tell, there's like a little thread of mystery. It's not a mystery, but there's a thread of mystery. There's some humor in it as well. But I personally think of my book as like an exploration of a marriage and what it means to share your life with another person. So how do you develop the characters? Because the characters are probably more focused, more driven than the plot driven novels. So the process of developing the characters, did they come to you first? Did they, did they speak to you? Like, what's the process for you? Mm-hmm. So I always think, and I'm, I'm very curious about if this is how other writers feel about their characters, but I feel like each of my characters is sort of an exaggeration of one of my traits. Mm-hmm. And then like, I kind of build the rest of their character around that specific trait. So I think for June, she, she and I are very different. Like she is a professional dancer in New York city and I'm a writer in Texas. Um, but she, the aspects that I took from myself is we share this ambition and this drive to have a big life. We're kind of hungry for this big life. And we're, you know, she's a creative, I'm a creative as well. So that's how, that was kind of my window into June. And that plays a big role in not only who she is, but like the journey she's having throughout the novel, because, you know, she was this big, lively dancer in New York City. And then when the book opens, you see that they have moved to the suburbs of New Jersey, she has a baby and she's sort of grieving her past life, like her life as a dancer. And then, so Ben, Ben was a little bit harder for me. What really clicked him into place finally is I really struggled writing him, but finally I realized what his basic desire is and what his basic fear is. And his basic desire is that he wants to be a good person and have a positive impact on the world. And his basic fear is that he is not doing that basically. So 
once that once that finally like clicked into place, he unlocked for me and I was able to write him. And also I I will say that the other thing that helped is that I finally picked an actor to play him to like have his face in, in my mind. And that also helped. <laughs> I love this. And so when did you did you start writing this in a pandemic or no, actually, I started writing it like five years ago, but in the interim, I published another book, an Audible original, and then I also worked on another book in the interim. So it was, a, it was basically like, uh, not hit it, like a, a start and stop process. for Yeah. Book. Yeah. Because yeah, it's funny enough, like now I'm asking that question because a lot of books that came up in 2020, 2021, you know, like, yeah. What, what was, what was your pandemic hobby if you actually had one, you know, <laughs> some people did not. Some people were like, oh, hell no. I <laughs> to not do anything yeah 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 that's funny I mean my pandemic hobby was like making the best pizza that I could make okay best toppings like what kind of toppings did you play around with or you know I have my two moods I have my fancy mood which is where I do like drizzled olive oil like no red sauce drizzled olive oil some fresh garlic and then I do goat cheese and prosciutto and arugula and sometimes some like spicy honey like honey mixed with uh mm-hmm. like red pepper flakes yeah that's like a mm. and then the, like fresh arugula on top like that's my that's my feeling fancy pizza <laughs> and then and then I have like my uh, like regular night pizza <laughs> which is more like um I got my pepperoni you know this is like regular sauce um, pepperoni, Kalamata olives, onions, peppers, just sort of like a, a almost like a little supreme, you know, Ooh. like everything. Yeah. <laughs> I love this. Yes, that's a better, that's a, that's a delicious uh, pandemic hobby to have. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So some people were writing books. I was making pizza. <laughs> it is okay. I spent the whole year, I spent the past two years speaking to authors you know I mean, that's a lovely thing to do <laughs> it, is, it is you know we just figure out like whatever whatever kept us alive you know so, yeah yeah awesome. I love it <laughs> awesome so tell us um, do you have any books you recommend our listeners to back up yes and I've been doing some interviews and people keep asking me that question and so I literally have my goodreads pulled up because I keep forgetting you know when people ask you that and you're like I read all the time I have so many favorite books and then when people ask you you're like uh <laughs> you can't think of it so yes um yeah so I actually just finished The Push by Ashley Audrain Ooh, it's a good one have you read that one yeah tell me all about it it's, it's actually a comp title for one of my books, which is like why I, I, I mean, it's been on my radar for a while, but I think it was like an in-house comp title for me. And so I was like really interested to read it, but it is about this woman who falls in love and has a baby and she's really not sure about this baby. Like she feels like she can't connect with it, but she's like, it's kind of the baby's fault. Like she's like, she can't she can't connect to this baby and she's like something's like really off and then so it's basically through the next 12 years of her being a mother and you see flashbacks of her own mother and her grandmother and it kind of starts out with her mother like smoking a cigarette and she says 
something about, you know, the women in this family, like something's off about us. And so it's kind of like this, I don't know, it's this beautiful character study and it's beautifully written and it's very subtle and very creepy. And once you've kind of made up your mind about something, you're like, oh, wait, well, so maybe not. But then you're like, oh, no, no, that is weird. So it's a very, ah, it's just like so subtly done where the author is just like messing with you and it's just delightful. Um, So that's, that was a really good one that I just finished. I also, let's see, I recently discovered Never Let Me Go by Kazao Ishiburo. Yeah, um, it's. It, it is amazing. I'm I'm late to that bandwagon, but it is so beautiful. It's like the world's like best page turner. It kept like I don't I typically like I haven't found a book in, in a while that keeps me up like past my bedtime. Mm-hmm. And this it was like my eyes were like I would wake up like bloodshot eyes because I could not put this book down. Um. So let's see. That was good. Long Bright River beautiful book about the it's a mystery about like the opioid crisis and and that sounds really heavy and it is but it's 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 like a whodunit you know it's just like such a page turner yep I mean I feel like I could just go on and on on. great recommendations they all are great recommendations to to pick up so I love this and what are you working next are you working on something else that you can share or you cannot share well, so I actually had the amazing opportunity to collaborate on a book recently, mm-hmm. which is coming out actually in, in August. So I collaborated with the true crime podcaster, Ashley Flowers on, um, she has, she's the creator and co-host of Crime Junkie. And she, I helped her write all good people here. So it's coming out. Yeah, it's coming. It's uh, coming out in August. So we, Ashley and I like just turned that in very recently. So, and then of course, like my, you know, pre pre publication for the truth about Ben and June is, you know, well on its way. I'm on a moving train right now. (laughs) And uh, so um, I have not had the time to start something new. So I'm very much in the brainstorming process. And by brainstorming, I mean, like, I do not have a story it is like every time I take a shower and every time I go for a walk, I'm like, okay, what am, what am I going to write next? And I don't know, nothing's really coming to me. So, Hey, if you have any ideas, <laughs> you know, it's going to come at the most random time, you know, yeah. you just never know. Like actually whenever I need like a new idea or something, I just like, I write, I set a timer and I write a want to something over and over and over into my journal, like just hand and paper and like it uncovers the shed load and like, oh, like I can do this or I can do that. I can do this or can do yeah. So maybe doing like one of those activities where you're just like, I don't, it doesn't matter where you're going to write. It can be junk, but it just gets the junk out of it. Like, yeah. Yeah. No, I love that idea because it is like, I, I feel this pressure to the next thing I sit down to write is going to be my next book, you know? And it's like, that's sort of a, that's a really hard thing to grasp, you know, like. Yeah. It's like a big load on your shoulders. Like I yeah. must write the next big novel. And you're like, right, exactly. Like you're going to uncover. I'm like a huge fan of Julie Cameron's The Artist Way of like just the morning pages of write all the junk, get it out of the way. Yeah. Like yeah. sometimes you just have to like clear up the junk in the head mm-hmm. and then try yeah. to figure out like, 
what can come up and you just never know it can be like a little seedling of an idea mm-hmm. it makes sense yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean actually I'm thinking about doing the artist way again because I did it back when I, I was stuck on the truth about Ben and June and I was like completely stuck no idea what I was going to do and I was like I'm just going to do the artist way and then I just took myself on my artist dates and yeah. <laughs> you know and like did the morning pages and um the hardest part was the week of no reading or no tv so I literally like my husband would come home and I would be like doing a puzzle I do not do puzzles and I was, I would do a puzzle. I'd be doing a puzzle for like an entire week. And the weird thing was like, I was so into this puzzle. My husband was like, you hate puzzles. And I was like, I know, but right now this is the only thing I have to do in my life. Like I have a puzzle. <laughs> like I was like getting a little manic about my puzzle. So <laughs> but anyway, it did really help my writing process. It did eventually, like I got there in the end, you know, we have a book today. <laughs> Have a book today, so you just know right now. Maybe the artist way, maybe publicity, maybe not go as strict as like no, you know, do the puzzle, but maybe yes. like doing your own artist way light version. Yeah, yes, yes, I love the idea of an artist way light because <laughs> the artist way heavy is it's heavy. It's heavy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so awesome. So tell us where to find you online. Um, you can find me online at my website, alexkeister.com. I'm also on Instagram at alexkeisterwriter. And that's, if you couldn't figure out, W-R-I-T-E-R, not like horseback rider. <laughs> <laughs> it is okay. So thank you, Alex, for being in the show. Yeah, thank you so much. It was a lot of fun. If you enjoyed this podcast, feel free to share with friends, subscribe, rate, and review the show. This is the easiest way to support this podcast. For a list of books mentioned and other romance recommendations, please visit whatshouldwenextblog.com. The What Should We Next podcast is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Please visit frolic.media slash podcast to discover new shows to tune in. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day.